Hello and welcome back to another episode of Best Bets with Kate and Betsy. I'm Kate. And I'm Betsy. And we're a mother-daughter duo ready to dive into our life story. (laughs) Just kidding. Kind of. It's time to get caught up on all the things that have been happening. We have had probably the most eventful year of our lives, both of us. Yeah, seriously. Um, I mean, I've had a lot of eventful things because I'm kind of old, but you know. (laughs) A lot of the things For have our happened. Family, yeah, probably. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, you've definitely been apprised of all the things happening. But we thought we would do a little bit more of a deep dive and um, share some behind the scenes feelings and things on all the big events that have been happening in our lives. Yeah. So one of the biggest things, at least in my life, well, my life the too. <laughs> yeah, is I had a baby. So I became a mom. I became a grandma. Became a grandma. Yeah. And we're, we'll do a whole other episode on more details about that, but that was the that biggest was big. part of my so, year, for It was sure. a big summer for our family. Yeah, especially Lo- summer. Has everything happened in the summer somehow. Yeah. So how have we weathered the last six months? Well, we're here to tell you. Yeah. It's been crazy. <laughs> how are we holding up? So Kate had a baby in June, um, mm-hmm. and since then, you've lived in two new states. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I have. We, we moved to, da- to Dallas, Texas. When our baby was two months old, which was hard and crazy, but fun and adventurous and spontaneous. My husband got an internship, so we were there for four months. And then when it was over, we were like, okay, well, we, we were thinking that we would stay in Dallas. But once we were there, we didn't. I didn't really make a lot of friends despite my efforts. And it was just really far away from our family. And we just had this us and this tiny baby. And we wanted to be close to people that we knew and loved so we decided to move back to Idaho, which you know, and now we're here. Yeah. Really close to my family, which has been really fun. It's and awesome. something that I never, ever, ever thought would happen yeah. because you told me it would never, oh, ever happen. I, the only reason I wouldn't move back here is because of my pride because I swore to everyone that I would never move back to my hometown. I wanted to go live in the city and be away and never come back here. Do bigger and better things. And However, here I am. <laughs> Which I don't think we'll stay here forever, but I love being close to my family. And this is the only time in our... Max is just doing school online, so this is the only time in our life we can really be anywhere we want to be. So here we are. Yeah, it's it worked out me. awesome. Yeah. And we're thrilled to have you back just Thanks. because, yeah, how fun it is to have you here, have Paris, have Max. Yeah. We've loved it. It's been awesome. Um, Kate called me from Texas. I had been in the encouraging mom, like, no, you're doing it. You're living out there and you're forging your own path and you're doing so great and thought I was encouraging her the right way. And she called me and was like, why don't you want me to come live by you? I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> so the yeah. timing was awesome because she called me on a Tuesday night at like six or five thirty. We talked and then I had to go to, I went to a church meeting right after that. Right after I got off the phone with her saying, I really think I want to move here. And a friend of ours um, I got talking to at this church event and she said, how's Kate? I'm like, well, she's good. They're, they're, you know, considering maybe moving, coming back here. We just need to see what that would look like and figure it out. And she said, well, I have a house that's available right now that they could rent, which is like jaw dropping. A house? Like we were just... Assuming we go to an apartment, because we've always yeah. Done, all so. I said was, "You can't live with me. You can live in town, but you can't live with me." <laughs> I'm that mean mom. Like, no, no, we didn't want to. We want to do our own thing. But it was crazy. And the house is a literal two minute. If you pull it up on your map, it's a two minute drive to your house. Yeah, it's really close. So which close. Is so, fun. so, which wasn't necessarily the plan either. I mean, you weren't planning. I need to live in your backyard. It was just 
Yeah. But it is nice because we're in different wards at church, so it's not in like anyway, we're in Yeah, we're still we just kinda separated, have our own circles. Yeah. But it's and one of my my childhood best friend, Caden, bought a house before we moved here, which is one minute away the other way. <laughs> so it just ended up being really perfect that we got to be in a house, so close to people that we love and yeah, yeah, it's been awesome. Mm-hmm. So we will do more in-depth on the baby, uh, you know, the whole baby story, the <laughs> labor delivery, the whole, which you kind of baby delved products. into that on Instagram. But then yeah. um, just your transition, because it's been a little rough for you mm-hmm. to trans this transition of being. Oh, yeah. Uh, not that it's been rough. You've loved it, but it, yeah, it hasn't just has been for everyone. So. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So we'll delve into that on a different episode. But for the time being, wow, it's been so fun to have Kate. And she just moved here the beginning of the year. So that was new just in the last couple of months. But it's been so fun. Yeah. Going back to summer, the other big event for us, for me, a huge chapter um, was that my son Luke went on a mission. Yeah. Lukey boy, he left. It was the first boy in our family, first child in our family to leave and go. And he's in the Oakland, San Francisco California mission. So he's been there since. What day did he leave? He left. He arrived in California in the very first week of August. August. And he's doing great. But it was really weird. It is It is weird. Especially now that I've moved back here. Because I haven't lived at home since 2017. So it's been however since many years. Since you were a senior in high school. Yeah. And when I lived here before, all the... All my, my brothers were like... 12 13 14 like it's the most annoying phase ever and then now that come back and they're men and then now it's weird to be here and luke's not here yeah and he's out but he's doing so good he's doing so good and, and what's right great, where we want him yeah it is great that we get to facetime him once a week i feel like if we couldn't that would be so it hard. would be harder. i don't know how people did it i back think in i'm the handling day. it better than i thought i would i have mm-hmm. everyone um who sends children on missions or whose children choose to serve missions it's, it's just a little bit different for moms based on our personality. I have been pleasantly surprised at how comfortable it's been for me. I have friends who are really struggling and cry every day and really miss their child. And while I do like miss him and think about him every single day and worry about him and all those things, I think because he's doing well and is happy, I really am at peace with it and I'm mm-hmm. excited to see the growth that he's experiencing. And so it really has not been that hard for me. But I do think a lot of that boils down to the fact that every Monday we have a chance to talk to him face to face. I can see him. Right. I can hear his voice. I know basically kind of what his week looked like because he can go over it with us or what is coming. So it just doesn't feel so out of touch. In the, for those who are unfamiliar in the past, children are not children. They're young adults who serve <laughs> missions could only call home twice a year. And so this, in the last, what, maybe four years, three years, has been a change where they're allowed to call home once a week. And that, for me, as a mom, has, I think, made all the difference. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) To not miss him so much. Although he was so ready and so eager to serve and excited about it that it didn't feel so hard to send him. It wasn't like, I didn't feel like I was sending him off to war or something. Yeah. (laughs) And also the fact that he's in California, which is, I could drive there in 10 hours. If I needed to go get him, I could go get him. Whereas lots of people send their children to foreign countries across the world in a different language and a different culture and everything else. So I think, um, that was a little gift from God to me (laughs) to say he's close and he's going to be fine. It also helps when we do talk to him, he genuinely does seem to be doing great. Yeah. Like he's had a couple weeks where a couple different times where he's like, 
uh, like down about something or bummed about something. And those times make me stressed and I get anxious and I'm not even the mom. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, but, no, but he's great. He's a man. He's figuring it out. He's learning how to be on his own. It's just like, I mean, it's pretty much like he's in college. You talk to him once. I guess you would probably talk to him a little more. probably as much as he'd call if he was in college. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I mean. I mean, the fact that we can't yeah. get to, anyway. Yeah. We missed him on the holidays. Yeah, that was But that at was the weird. same time, he was also being so well taken care of. There's so many awesome people that have reached out to me that have the chance to interact with him through church that have texted me pictures or send me videos or like, he's doing great. And that has been so awesome. So many kind people in San Ramon, California. Thank you for loving my child. So cool. Another crazy fun thing that happened with Luke being on a mission is that one of my very best friends in the whole world, I just love her to death, from college named Kaylin just graduated in December. And then she happened to get a job in San Francisco and she just moved to San Francisco and she's totally in one of the wards that Luke serves in. So they go to church together every week and I'm like, you are like, what are the chances? And she just moved there. She like lives all by herself. She's just out there literally by herself, has no people, but except she knows Luke because she's come to my house and met Luke a few times. So anyway, it's really fun that they get to like go be friends kind of. Yeah, and they get so to see awesome. each other at church every week. Anyway, yeah. that's a blessing for me. Yeah, I'm like, that is I just awesome. love that. I know, it's so fun. Um, he has been in the same area the ent- his entire mission, which has been six months. So he usually missionaries get assigned an area for a small amount of time, maybe two, three, four months, and then they transfer around and work with different people in different areas inside of their mission. And he has been in the exact same apartment, <laughs> the same area, and just found out this week that he will continue to stay for yet another six weeks. <laughs> so he'll be seven and a half months at least or more. Which I'm happy that he can stay close to Kaylin <laughs> myself, which I'm like, that's so fun. You guys get to be friends. But also he's like, uh, <laughs> again, <laughs> oh, that's okay. No, he's doing great. And that, that has been a... a when I said chapter of our, a big chapter for me, just because it's, um, it's the same with the grandma chapter opening. And then at the same when, you know, within in a month or so of Kate having a baby, Luke leaving, like someone leaving our house again, um, with Kate and Maggie both obviously went to college, graduated, got married, but it's just like, oh, I feel like the kids are just starting to, to float off on their own, yeah, which is now they're the plan. Go. This is everything we raised them to do. So my last four kids were born in five years. And so that means in five years, they will also Be leave gone. the house. Yeah. <laughs> Which crazy. is, I, I was telling my sister, this is the first time in my life when I look at what my five-year plan is. I've always been able to kind of look forward five years and see and kind of know what that will look like. And this is the first time when I'm looking forward going, I have no idea what it's going to look like in five years when everyone leaves um, and is off on their own. What is that going to look and feel like? And that's a big mystery to me. So I'm in this yeah. these really great years of my life where there's so much excitement and so many things happening, but it, the future feels um, just a little more unknown than it ever has for me yeah. because I got married young and then we just had kids and, you know, I mean, yeah. I never knew exactly what five years would look like, but now you it's like, wow, I was home alone the other night by myself for the first time in, I think, since I like was in college. <laughs> Because I married, I got married, and then dad's always with me. We travel together. I don't think he ever traveled without me when I didn't have kids, like before we had kids. Yeah. So then whenever he would travel and I'd be home, quote, alone, I would always have kids with me. But this weekend, 
Susie was gone just for the evening and Clint and the boys were gone for the night. They were out of town and it was just me at home. And I was like six o'clock on Saturday night, like, whoa, no one's going to be home till midnight. What am I going to do with myself? And you know what I did? I watched a basketball game on TV, which is a little bit discouraging it's to so me. so unlike you. No, that's, I'm like, my boys were at the basketball game and they were texting me, this is an amazing game. I'm like, I guess I better watch it. And I'm like, is this who I am? Do I watch sports on TV by myself? And I did. That's what I did. I like popped popcorn and I burned it. Like I'm so incapable of living alone. I hate being alone because I hate making decisions, which is so dumb. Like when I travel, I hate traveling alone because I have to decide where to eat. Isn't that yeah, so dumb? No, you, you know what? I'm the same way, but I didn't realize that until you just Ugh, said I'm at the airport when I'm alone and I'm like, oh, now I, have to pick. I just want someone else to say, hey, I really want a pretzel. I'm like, oh, pretzel sounds good. Great. <laughs> but instead, it's me like walking up and down going, I don't think anything sounds good. I don't want to pick something. Yeah. So I will not be good alone. <laughs> <laughs> I am a uh, person that likes to have a little tribe. and I would do better in a pack, I think. So. Yeah. Me too. Uh, you do too? Well, yeah, obviously, of you're scared like of being person. alone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is becoming of me? Anyway. All right. The other crazy thing that happened this summer was that I had a cancer diagnosis, which I like to say isn't real cancer. But then my husband's like, no, it is real cancer. And I'm like, <laughs> it, no, but it doesn't cancer. feel like real cancer. But I did have a cancerous tumor that they found in my right breast that had to be removed and then once they removed it the lumpectomy surgery um they did went back in and or with the biopsy they didn't have to go back in once they removed it they looked the biopsy and saw that it had spread into my lymph nodes which they also removed some of my lymph nodes so there was a couple of weeks there teetering on whether or not I was going to need to do radiation and chemotherapy or just radiation and um, with our doctor, we decided to just do radiation, which was such an interesting experience to experience. Like it was, uh, it was very sobering. It's very sobering to spend any time at all in the Cancer Institute. I usually cry with the exception of my radiation because I went every single day for six weeks, um, six and a half weeks. I mean, who's counting? But every day, <laughs> Monday through Friday, I did not go on weekends. Um, but when I go into the doctor, where I go into the office, I almost always cry when I leave because it is so sobering to be there and to know that you are on sacred ground with people who are literally fighting for their lives. And there's something I don't usually cry out of like, uh, like sad. No. Yeah, it is more pity for myself. That's the dumb thing. Uh -huh. I'm like, I'm not even that sick. I should be crying for these other people. I'm not sick at all. They took the cancer out. It's gone, you know. It just um, sucks. <laughs> but it's like, this is this is hard. I think I it's pity for myself, but it's also just like the weight of how heavy cancer is. And anyway, and like I said, mine's not even like real. I mean, it was real. But they went in, they took it out, they treated the area um, with radiation, which I have videos of that on my Instagram. I thought it was fascinating. I've heard about people going to radiation my whole life, but I had no idea what that process of receiving radiation treatment actually looked like yeah it's i feel like people talk about it so like oh yeah and then she had radiation like okay yeah so what does that mean yeah, yeah i so, just thought it was so not a big deal but it kind of was a big deal like it was hard yeah it was it wasn't as hard as i think i expected worse and so i was okay. pleasantly surprised that's good the, but you know what's worse the aftermath like my muscles when the area they radiated they are shot it is really yeah. I've cried a lot about this in the last couple of weeks because it's gotten worse and worse. And I'm like, 
this stinks. My muscles have kind of um, atrophied in my armpit area and down my rib cage on the side and not atrophied, but I have to constantly be doing stretches and I have to be doing exercises every day to keep those muscles engaged because I think the radiation just burn the crap out of them yeah that's like ugh. didn't expect that no I don't know why and and they kind of said that and they did let me um go work with a physical therapist right when radiation was done which I'm so grateful for because they gave me good exercises that I can be doing and help keeping those muscles strengthened and I have been okay at doing them I have not been religious about the exercises but man when I start to feel it I'm like I've got to go do those exercises so I've been okay um, and I do have discoloration, which they said would probably happen too. So the areas that were radiated, which is my right breast, my right armpit area, basically. I have some scars there from my surgery that are still tender and still have a lot of scar tissue under them. And then it's discolored, meaning it's just kind of looks like I have a sunburn there, but that coloring hasn't gone away, which is Does lame too. Away? I don't think so. Wow. So, I, I mean, well, well, you know, like, let's feel so bad for me that my well. boob is red. Like, whatever. <laughs> I can move on. This isn't that, you know, I'm sound, like mean, trying to throw a pity party. But you're allowed to be sad about it because it is, you're but just it is mourning like, like a little uh, bit of yeah, your healthy body. It's annoying. But I, um, I do have, um, my annual mammogram is this month and I'm actually feeling a little bit anxious about it because... I just want to make sure they got it all. I, one frustrating thing to me is that I said to the doctor, okay, can we do like a body scan and make sure we got it? And they're like, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but how do I know the cancer's gone? They're like, yeah, we got it. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so well, anyway, see. that's I'm, I'm looking forward to having a mammogram for the first time in my life. I'm like feeling like, okay, I really want to make sure that they really did get it. And I trust them. I trust the doctors. It's just weird to be in this scenario where you know that cancer has been in your body they say yeah we think we got everything and then you don't know and there's no way really to know um on it yeah anyway so I will go back in for blood work kind of at the one year mark I'm going to do my mammogram and blood work and all those things but the other thing that has been hard for me not hard like my life is over hard but just like oh now I have to deal with this is medication they put me on because my cancer was caused by hormones they had to basically take the hormones out of my body they have to drop my hormones so I'm on a monthly injection and then I take pills every day that keep my hormone levels low or nil so that the cancer cannot feed off those the hormones but that means I'm in menopause <laughs> so you're going earlier it than I want early. and um and the side effects of that which aren't fun but that's I mean it's part of life the perks of being a woman. So um, the hot flashes have been really bad um, to the point where I'm doing acupuncture, which I feel like is helping. Um, acupuncture, you lay on a table in a dark room with spa music playing. <laughs> Someone puts needles all over your body. And then you lay there for an hour. Relaxing. And it sounds so crazy. But it is like the best hour of my week because it's completely undisturbed. Like I can't go on my phone. I can't do anything. I don't listen to podcasts. I just am still with myself and that's been a blessing. So I don't know what is more therapeutic is the actual acupuncture or just having an hour where I have to lay still and be with my own thoughts. Yeah. Anyway. Um, So that has been a transition and I'm a lot more anxious of a person than I ever was before. I'm learning in the last two weeks. I suddenly am like, waking up filled with feelings of anxiousness which is like what anyway so I don't know how much of that is hormonal and this is probably TMI no it's awesome I think it's good to know because I just don't you don't know well here's the thing 
The cancer stories that you do hear are really intense, deep, dark, scary, sad cancer stories. Don't you think? I don't yeah. ever... This is really... Co- I don't know if it's really common. It seems to be really common. Yeah, Once I'm you got this, I'm like, whoa, we know a lot of people who have gone through this. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, they did it. It's over. Whatever. I didn't realize how hard it probably was for all those people. Even Yeah. Though. A lot of repercussions. Yeah. And I think that was the thing for me is like the lumpectomy was not hard. I mean, I went under, they did it. I had surgery and they took the cancer out. Like it, that, that was wasn't, like, I think it's the repercussions of now. Mm-hmm. People come to me all the time still are so kind. People have been so kind. So like I could go on an entire podcast of how the goodness and graciousness of people toward me during this crazy time because I had this happen the same time you were having a baby, the same time Luke yeah. was leaving. It all kind of piled in right on top of each other. And so it felt like a lot. And people were so, so kind and thoughtful toward me. And it meant everything. Like it really, I learned so much about just loving people and caring for people by the way I was served and treated. It was so great. Um, and what was it? Where was I going with that? I don't remember what I was going to say. That was crazy about the timing of the baby. That was crazy about the timing of the baby. But the I think what I was going to say about that is just that it's more common than you think it is. Yes, yes. Um, and that people do it. Oh, this is what I was going to say. People come up to me and they're like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm actually good. Like, I'm good. Like, it's not, I'm not the same person I was before. I feel like I'm a little bit, my personality's a little altered or I've changed a little bit, which is what happens when you go through something that is kind of hard or you're staring, you know, something scary in the eye. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm a little bit different now. But I truly am good. So I don't say to people, oh, the hot flashes, they're killing me. You know, it's like, well, that's just, Whatever, you take your lumps. But I'm grateful that I have had great care and that I had so much support from my own family and other people and that I continue to feel that support um, and that I'm on the mend. Yeah. And hopefully this, on hopefully the mend. I'll figure out these hot flashes. <laughs> yeah. It's bad news bears. Bad news bears. So we found out your cancer timeline is also makes you mad to talk about it, but we can still talk about it. You got your first mammogram in what? February. February 2021. Yeah. Sorry, 2021? No, 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 2022. Two. And then you didn't hear the back about the results until? Oh, everything just took forever. Everything was like a month apart. And then like a month later, they're like, oh, you need to come in for a, a biopsy or another ultrasound. Oh, and a month later, three weeks, we can get you in for a biopsy. Three weeks later, oh, we can get you in. So by the time I got my diagnosis, it was May. So it Which took three months just... from my mammogram for them to say, oh, it's cancer. Three full yeah. months. So that was pretty lame. And I was eight months pregnant and I lost my mind. Because I was like, well, also, something to add. To add to, this is, if we're going to talk about my side of it, which doesn't really matter. I think you should. How did you, how did you take it? I, my grandma, my mom's mom, your mom, died from lung cancer when I was 13. And I was in her bedroom when she died. And it was, it was the worst. <laughs> I was going to say it was a cool experience. But, but it was. was. It was good for you. You were the only grandchild who was there because you insisted on being there. Like, no one has ever insisted with the insistence that you I know. Insisted. I can't believe you let me go. I, I can't believe it. I did either. Anyway, we... And so when I heard that you have cancer... I'm you like, jumped to that. Course, I'm like, great. Because we've always been like, there must have been a reason that I was there. Because I was... I don't know why you let me go, but it, like... It worked out. I felt like I was supposed to be there. And I'm like, oh, no. This is the reason 
that I'm supposed to be there because now I can help my mom die. Like, great. (laughs) (laughs) And so, anyway, I was eight months pregnant. I was already, you know, eight months pregnant. What can you say? You know how it is. It's horrible. And I was so emotional. I was so dramatic. It happened also while I was on, all my friends were in Las Vegas with me for a girl's trip. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. And we found out you had cancer, so my girl's trip kind of got ruined, unfortunately, because I was like, oh, my, my mom's dying. Anyway. Which I, I never you know, alluded to the dead. fact that I was dying. No, but that's just what my brain jumped to, because I'm thinking of grandma. Yeah, yeah, you're being in her bed. Yeah. Anyway, so, and then they're like, okay, well, we can do, and so, and then I'm not due until June 28th, and you found out in May, and yeah. so the, then they tried to schedule this the surgery for as soon as possible on what day did you have your surgery do you remember I think it was the 14th yeah yes and so then I ended up um having to give birth early so that my family goes on a family trip like a last hurrah before my surgery before the <laughs> surgery before Luke goes on his mission it's like the last summer trip and while they're on their trip I find out that I need to be induced due to cholestasis cholestasis which is severe itching, which can cause stillborn. So they have you deliver yeah. within as soon as possible once you, yeah. Yeah. I had the same thing with Nora and it was really uncomfortable. <laughs> so I felt for Kate. So on June 8th, they, they're like, okay, we're going to induce you tomorrow. And so I call my family. They're, what state were you in? We were Minnesota? in Minnesota. <laughs> they're like, I'm like, I'm having the baby tomorrow. So they all... We took a family vote on, okay, would we just finish the trip and go meet the baby after? And all the kids were like, no, well, let's go. So, we, so judged, nice. we ditched the trip and all of us flew to Las Vegas to be with yes. Kate to have this baby. Which is awesome. And the kids basically sat in an Airbnb for two days and watched TV <laughs> because it took forever for the baby to come. And the kids were like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, it did. Oh. And so then I ended up having the baby June 9th. And then well, the, the crazy thing about this, the amazing thing about it was that you were supposed to have your surgery June 14th. I was due June 28th. So I'm like, well, hopefully you're recovered in time to yeah. come be with me. We had been praying and praying for a miracle of like, like how can this all work out? Yeah. I remember I was talking to my friend, Melissa. I was out walking with her and I was like, just saying, oh, I'm just so frustrated on the timing. And my nurse had told me, you're going to have to miss stuff this summer. And I'm like, I've got a grandbaby being born. I have a son leaving on a mission. I don't, I don't want to miss these things. These are like big life events for me. And she's like, well, that's how it is. Your summer, was, your plans are going to have to be disrupted. That's just the way it is. And I was so <laughs> mad. Like that, that made me mad that someone's going to tell me you can't do what you want to do. And so I was like, I am a woman who believes in and expects miracles. I believe in a God of miracles. And this is something that I long for. These are the mom moments that I, these are like the payday moments of being a mom. Like, I'm not going to miss my son leaving on a mission. I'm not going to miss my grand, my first daughter having her first daughter like and if I do I'll just be sad about it but I was like so that is what I prayed for and our family prayed for just a miracle and I don't know what the miracle is going to look like I'm not saying you have to make it so that I I just thought I need a miracle if even if the miracle is that I would be willing to accept that I missed it and be okay with it like that would be a miracle too right (laughs) so I um but before the reason I prayed for miracles because I was walking with my friend Melissa and she said to me, because I was saying, I'm just so frustrated. I'm going to have to probably miss things. And she looked at me and said, don't discount God. Don't discount God. He could, And I was like, oh, you're right. You're right. Like, I have lived a life of 
really cool things happening when I invite God into my life and ask him for his help and and ask for a miracle. And I have seen miracles that maybe other the world wouldn't, you know, write down as a miracle and etch it into a wall or anything. <laughs> but to me in my life, it has felt miraculous. And so we did, we prayed for that. And so the timing of this was like the coolest. It was crazy. So because I delivered early on June 9th, you had to be back on June 11th or 12th because I had to take a COVID test and, and then I had the to have COVID test an had MRI to be from the hospital you were getting your surgery from, yeah. which is so And I had stupid. to have an MRI like 24 hours before. So yes. anyway, the timing. So she had to be back by the 11th and I had the baby on June 9th. So they, and because luckily my doctor took forever to come deliver my baby. Well, it sounds like everyone else in town that your doctor sees had babies that day because yeah. by the time... They really made Kate sit for like, we can, this is I a story had, for another yeah, day. But she could have been born like eight hours earlier, but the doctor didn't come. Yeah. And when she got there, she was huffing and puffing and was like, I have delivered four other babies today. So. And my baby was halfway out. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> anyway, so because I delivered June 9th, my mom and my whole family made it from Minnesota 24 hours before the baby was born, basically. Yeah. And, and stayed more. for about 24 hours after the baby yes. was born. Yep. So you got to be there. And my mom got to be in the delivery room to help me deliver the baby. And I got to be there with me for the first. And she like, I got to, my family was at my apartment when I brought the baby home. My mom slept with Paris the first night, which was the best thing ever. So I could sleep. And then they got up and left, which, which was actually would have been a better miracle for me if you'd been able to stay. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's okay. Kate was like, I'm so glad you're here. And I, because I've been a new mom six times over, I was like, it's really awesome that I'm here while you're at the hospital, but this is not when you need me. Like you're going to need me next week. And so I was really sad that I missed that first, those sleepless nights of when you're very first at home. Mm-hmm. I felt bad. I missed that, but you were so thrilled because you really wanted me to be there when you yes, had her. That's so all, that's what I cared about at the time. So yeah. I was really glad that I got you there now looking back. I, well, I want you there for all. <laughs> I want you there for like the next six weeks. But that's not okay. happening. <laughs> my, we lived in the same, we lived in Las Vegas where my mother and I lived. So she was amazing and was really yes, helpful. You were blessed so I, with that. I had someone. Yeah. Anyway, so it was crazy. And, um, oh, what was I going to say? There was a crazy timing with Luke's mission as well. Yeah. The day that he, I, I started radiation right when he was leaving yes. on his mission. And my, I wanted to take him down to the missionary training center in Provo, which is like a five and a half hour drive for us. And I wanted to be there when we, you know, dropped him off. And, um, the timing of my radiation was just right that they, for some reason for that week gave me like the 8am slot. And from then on out, I had like the 10am slot, but because I had the 8am slot, I could do my radiation, which literally takes about 10 minutes and walk out and hop in the car with him and be able to drive him and get him there in time to check in for his first day as a missionary at the Missionary Training Center, which is, it, it could have happened another way and it would have been okay, but that was a desire of my heart. And so yeah, it worked out perfectly. to have that workout was like, oh, I just felt loved and seen by God. Like that just felt so miraculous to me that um, the timing of everything worked out so it's not doesn't didn't mean the whole thing was easy or everything was perfect or I was there for every last thing but the things that right. I really felt strongly about I didn't discount God and he delivered yeah totally. it was awesome yeah it was awesome I was so grateful for that um anyway that's basically a life update for here we are now thick into basketball I have two basketball players now Kate's <laughs> thick into basketball Kate's a, a horrible <laughs> 
audience member. Audience member. <laughs> a horrible fan. She I'm can't keep her mouth fan, shut. Meaning, I go to every game and then I just scream. <laughs> I just can't stand it when they're mean to my brothers. That's and they're never mind. mean to your brothers. Of course, they're mean to my brothers. I oh hate my it. gosh, no one is mean to her brothers. She <laughs> just wants everything to be perfect for them. So <laughs> I do. we're like, Kate, sit down, be quiet. <laughs> they're playing great. It's okay if they get a foul. Like, That's not a foul. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I just yell. I get, I sit by the people who rile me up. That's what I need to. I need to sit by myself. Then I won't yell. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so we're sticking to that. We're sticking to dance. Kate's home and she's getting to teach dance again, which is her favorite yeah, thing in the world. Yeah, to teach dance. Maggie um, coaches Susie's dance team, which is really fun. So the we high get school. to all the dance competitions, which is my favorite thing. And another crazy miracle, in my opinion, is that my daughter, Paris, who's eight months old almost, loves dance competitions they are eight hour days you go you get there at 8 a.m and you sit there probably till you don't just sit there you're sitting in high school bleachers it's like it's the, crowded it's, it's crowded it's so uncomfortable oh my gosh it's so uncomfortable and you sit there probably till 6 p.m and paris loves it she's not cry she'll just watch she'll like lean over want to eat fall asleep. fall asleep take a nap wake up keep watching <laughs> it's crazy and i'm like Thank goodness, because I was like, hey, I don't know I'm going to be able to do this dance season, but it was the best thing. It's been yeah. the best thing ever. So, so fun. That's fun. Yes. Um, that is what's keeping us busy, and I'm grateful for the winter time. that's kind of a bluesy time of year when you're like, Ugh. it's fun to have something it's to look forward, look forward to. to. Yeah. <laughs> so for us, Multiple that's times a week. cheering for the kids. So, Well, um, I'm heading off today to Nashville to go to a baking retreat yes! that I'm so excited about. Um, the other big news this coming this last month is that Maggie is having a baby boy. So now we have a girl and a boy. And he's due, technically, on Paris's first birthday, which is so so fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited about it. And we were excited just the fact that she's having a baby is thrilling, but then that it's a boy, it's like so fun. Yeah. So fun. So anyway, that's the life update from here. That's the behind the scenes of our crazy summer and everything we have going on. We are, um, we're going to keep you, we're, we're going to keep going back. We're going to keep pulling the curtain back. We're going to go back into Kate's birth story. We'll get there. Yeah. It'll be fun. And we're looking forward to 2023. Hopefully this summer is a little less eventful. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> but we'll have Maggie's little baby. And well, and... Jack's going on a mission this summer. So. Yeah, that's going to be a repeat. Just no more cancer. Okay. <laughs> Let's keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> All right. Catch you next time. Bye, guys.